0: Hey everybody, how you doing out there? This is episode number 38 of the John Riley Project. It's Tuesday, March 19th, 2019. Today we're going to talk about believing in yourself, you know, and we talk about our podcast. It's all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And if you want to live your life, you want to make the life the best that it can be, you really got to start by believing in yourself first. And so we're going to really kind of get into this. Uh, but before we do, um, I just want to say, hey, thank you. Thanks for all of you that have been loyal listeners and have been following us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Um, thank you to everybody that's been watching us on YouTube. Um, if you're a first timer and this is the first time you've checked out the John Riley Project, thanks for checking us out. We hope you get great value of this out of this um, you know, we're just trying to share the love and talk about ways that we can help all of us be better. Uh, we talk about things we can learn about. You know, all within the scope of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And you know, in today's episode, we're gonna talk about life and we're gonna talk about believing in yourself. And I think I want to just kind of put this in context: a couple of a couple of different angles to this. Now, for for me. I have this podcast. You know, heck, this is episode thirty-eight. I can't believe it. Um, but this podcast, in and of itself, is a is a challenge to do. Um, you know, it's easy when I'm in my own idle time and I can think of all the topics I'd like to talk about in this podcast. But when it really gets down to brass tacks, and I've got to sit here in front of a camera with a microphone on me and say what I believe. You can have a great deal of self doubt. You can criticize yourself. You can tell yourself that you really don't have it. Um, and you can tear yourself apart, and it's hard. And this is part of the reason that I do this podcast for me personally. You know, and I've mentioned this before. Uh, uh, the, the driving force for, for me doing this podcast is to help myself. And it's to, in this particular case, this is a way for me to have a challenge to overcome a challenge, and then ultimately to feel better about who I am and what I can accomplish. Um, And then the fact that we can share this together and perhaps you can get some value out of that, then bonus. That's good for you. It's good for others that are watching. And and in the end, it's good for me, too. So we all win. Um, But doing a podcast is tricky because you are ultimately sort of putting yourself out there, you know, and and you invite criticism, um, and uh, that's all part of it that goes along with this. And so, I do invite you as a listener, as a viewer, to offer your comments. Uh, follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, on Facebook, I've got a separate page just for the John Riley Project, and even a special insiders group closed group private group within Facebook that you can join as well uh, we have a select number of people and we have we continue the conversation there and I post a lot of bonus content um, in fact just yesterday I was out um, riding my bike um, on the mission Beach boardwalk and I, I posted a, a short podcast video there um, that's also on the John Riley project insiders group in Facebook so the point is is that I'm putting myself out there I'm inviting um comments, criticism, and it's all good because in the end, this is helping me have greater self-esteem, helping me believe in myself. And in turn, I'm, I, I like to share that process with you and hopefully it's helpful to you too. So where? why did I decide to do this episode, Believe in Yourself? Well, if you're following my social media, I have... Um, I post inspirational quotes from time to time with graphics, and I'm in the middle of running another campaign this week. Um, last Friday, I posted a quote from Captain James T. Kirk of the USS Enterprise, you know, from Star Trek. And he said, you either believe in yourself or you don't. And it just really struck me. And I thought, wow, this is, this is a great opportunity for a podcast. So that's the reason that we're doing this. And what this gets down to is, is that, You know, a lot of times we don't believe in ourselves. We beat ourselves up. We can be relentless in beating ourselves up. I mean, I do it all the time. Um, And, you know, we can be our own worst enemy. We can just tear ourselves down. But the reality is, is that we are typically far better than we think we are. Um, because we tend to dwell on a lot of the negatives and overlook the positives. The fact is, is that we are better than we, than we think we are. And we just have to keep telling ourselves that. So uh, there's another great, um, Facebook group that, um, I follow and it's called the, um, the daily goal cast. This is something I encourage you to follow on Facebook. It's kind of like TED Talks in a way, uh, because it's different people doing these, um, these presentations, and they're short and easily digestible. And there's a really good one that came out last week, and it's titled, Who is Your Greatest Critic? And it's a great one because you see you know stories and imagery of young people, teenagers, young adults, even middle-aged and older folks that go through those periods of self-doubt, go through those periods where maybe they're fearful or depressed or feeling down about themselves. Um, and, it, and it can tear yourself apart. You, you can be your own worst critic. And it's so important that we find ways to overcome that and to get to a point where we're feeling more comfortable about who we are and living in the reality of what we really can do and what our skills, um, and what benefits we bring to the table. So, you know, um, in social media, it's tricky. I mean, I spend time on social media, probably a little too much time. Um, maybe you do too, maybe you don't, but you, you see the stories of people posting the fabulous moments of their life, you know, their vacation, you know, and, and all the great things they're doing with family and friends and, 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 you know, on one hand, you know, you're thinking, wow, good for them. You know, they're, they're, they're having a great life. They're flourishing. Um, but you can get into a pattern of when you compare yourself to others, it can be, um, demoralizing. And that's why people often say, don't compare yourself to others. But another guy that I follow on Twitter, and this is a really kind of a clever, witty guy on Twitter. And, and, and his, um, a uh, handle is shower thoughts, which is wonderful. It's like those revelations you have in those moments alone in the shower. And he, he posted something recently and he said, we think other people's lives are better than ours because we compare their highlights to our behind the scenes. And that just really struck me as well, because that's what we often see in, um, in social media. It's just all these awesome and amazing things that other people are doing in their lives And then we compare that with some of our darker thoughts and some of the things that we dwell on. Um, And, you know, in in both cases, those are just tiny snapshots of the overall picture, Uh, because while while we are dwelling on some of our, um, you know, more negative aspects of things that maybe have happened or may happen in our life, the fact is, is that there's an overwhelming number of positive things that have happened in our life. So that one negative thing that you're dwelling on may be, you know, 0.0001% of the whole. At the same time, while these other folks are posting these wonderful things that are going on in their life, and again, you know, props to you uh, for having a great life. You know, they have their moments too. Um, Their lives are not all wine and roses. They have their own challenges, their own issues. You know, it's funny. I, I think about that sometimes. I'll just be I'll be at Target, you know, just shopping at the at the local store, and I'll see all these people around me. And rather than comparing myself to other people, I'll often say to myself, every single one of those people out there, they've got big positives in their life, and they've got some challenges in their life, and they're going through their own issues, just like I'm going through my own issues. Um, but I shouldn't judge them, you know, and, and I hope they don't judge me. And um, you know, as long as the things that are going on in their life don't affect me, then I have no reason to judge them. So, uh, this gives me a, an interesting perspective because it, it proves that I don't really need to compare myself to others. Cause when I do, I know that's what tears me apart. And that's what this guy in shower thoughts is commenting on. So he's a Twitter handle, shower thoughts, um, and he's witty. He's clever. He usually posts a couple of times a day. I encourage you to follow him because I, I love it. I, cause I, it always makes me smile. Um, but you know, we all have our struggles and, um, there's another guy that I follow. Um, and he's another podcaster. I'd encourage you to check him out. His name's Jason Stapleton. I think he does a great job, um, with his podcast. And, and one of the things that he talks about is, um, this notion of, uh, um, of the fraud syndrome, and because you know he 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 he's a coach, um, he coaches business people. Um, you know he's a consultant, um, and he has his own podcast. But he says a lot of time, and a lot of one of the things he does is he coaches other people to have their own podcasts, which I've gotten a great deal of value out of as I've built the John Riley Project. But one of the things he talks about is this notion of the fraud syndrome, which means that. Some people are hesitant to speak out on issues, to have a podcast. Some people are hesitant to be a public speaker because they don't think that they know enough. They don't think that they're an expert. They think that maybe they're going to be found out to be a fraud. They're going to be caught. They're going to be um, shown as an imposter. Um, All of that is just our own selves, tearing ourselves apart, tearing ourselves down. The fact is, is that we all have something of value. And so here I'm talking in this podcast about believing in yourself. And d- does that make me an expert in this category? No. Have I written books on this topic? No. But do I know something about it? Absolutely. Do I potentially know something more about it than other people? Sure. Um, I don't pretend to be an expert in the category, but I can at least share what I know and hope that's of value. So when you see this notion of fraud syndrome where people are reluctant to speak out, well, sometimes they just need to have a better sense of really where they are in the knowledge spectrum and, and really where they are in understanding any given topic. Because I'll tell you, for people that know very little Someone with only a modest amount of knowledge and information can deliver great value to a novice in a category that's just getting started. So we all help each other. We all help each other with what we know. And in some cases, I can help you. In other cases, you can help me. In some cases, we help ourselves and we all improve. So what does this notion of believing in yourself really mean? And, and, you know, we hear it all the time as, as children You know, whether it's a teacher or a coach or a parent or a family member, they say, believe in yourself, kid, you can do it. And thinking believe in yourself, it's kind of a hard concept to grasp when you're like eight years old. I mean, it's a hard concept to grasp when you're 25 years old. Um, It's something that I've never really understood at its full depth until I've been middle-aged. Uh, and because on one level, yeah, we, we kind of get what believing yourself means at the surface. But it has a much deeper meaning um, in terms of um, how you go about your day, how you present yourself, how you feel about yourself. Um, but what the thing that I've really discovered is that it's sort of a spectrum. So imagine this this, you know continuous line. and on one side, is the area where you don't believe in yourself, where you believe you are less than you are, where you believe you aren't worthy, where you have that fraud syndrome, where you are tearing yourself down. That's on one extreme of the believe in yourself spectrum. That's where you don't believe in yourself. Now, on the other end of the spectrum is the area where... You are also lying to yourself. You're not lying that you know less, but in fact, you're lying that you know more. You're you're actually braggadocio. You're touting to the outside world that you're great and you know all these things um, far more than what the reality really is. You know, in fact, and so in both cases, on this spectrum, on the either extreme are lies. You know, you either are lying to yourself that. You um, and and you don't believe in, in yourself that you take for granted you, or you minimize your skills, your experience, your your um, uh, you know all the all the positives you bring to the table. On the other end, you are inflating, lying, um, uh, creating you know falseness. Um, of who you are and what you represent and what your skills and experience um, happens to be. But on that spectrum, the sweet spot is right there in the middle, that middle area where you really understand who you are. You understand what your skills are. You understand what your knowledge is and you're sort of comfortable in that position. You're comfortable in your own skin. You Live in reality. So if you have skills and experience and you're living in that reality, then you can properly portray that uh, to your clients, your customers, your co-workers, your family members. You can be comfortable in who you are. And you can deliver outcomes that are consistent with your own values. And you can ultimately, by believing in yourself, find that peacefulness, that calmness, um, that clarity where you're not lying to yourself that you're unworthy and you're also not lying to yourself that you're pretending to be something that you really aren't. So that's the spot where we want to get is that sweet spot in the center? Um, let's talk a little bit about an example. And I'm a big padre fan. And, uh, you know, the Padres, by the way, they're ramping up, friends. They're, they're looking like they're going to have a really nice season. They're making big progress. They got the number one farm system in the major leagues. The Padres signed Manny Machado. So we're all fired up. But they have a pitcher in, on their team, and his name is Chris Paddock. And he's a young guy. You know, he's probably, I'm not sure what his age, maybe around 22, 23. And um, he's a rookie. Um, he's been a highly touted pitcher in the minor leagues. Um, and now he's getting ready to make his major league debut. And, uh, he's a fascinating guy to watch because he, um, he has great skills. He's a very good pitcher and he knows what he's good at and he goes out there and he executes and he gets it done. Um, he's a guy, it's a classic example of someone that believes in himself He's not tearing himself down, but he's also not faking to the outside world, telling people that he's really better than he is. He's at peace. He's in a calm place. He focuses inwardly on making himself better. But he does a couple of things along the way to prevent himself from falling into the trap of self-doubt. So um, one of the things that he says is that when he's on the mound, he says, I am the best pitcher in the world. Now, he's saying that to himself internally. All right, He's not saying it to the outside world. I mean, after all, he's only 22, 23. He hasn't pitched a single pitch in Major League Baseball. He's just a minor leaguer. So clearly, if he said to the outside world, I am the best pitcher in the world, it would be foolish. And no one would take him seriously. But he tells it to himself And this is powerful because what he's trying to do is to prevent himself from sliding into the dark side of self-doubt and having all those ghosts chirping at him and telling him he's not worthy, he's not good enough, he's not a major league pitcher. Um, So he tells himself he is the best pitcher in the world. It helps boost his self-confidence and then he can trust himself. That's the other thing you hear people say, is just trust, trust in yourself. And again, it's confusing. Um, and that, this is why I'm not really understanding this until I've gotten to be middle age. Trusting in yourself is consistent with believing in yourself. It's understanding that you are good, that you do have skills, and that you're living in reality. You're not tearing yourself down. You're not over-inflating yourself but you're believing in yourself for what you really are. And that's what Chris Paddock is doing. And by the way, he's having great success. And he's had a fantastic spring training. There is talk that he could actually be the starting uh, pitcher on opening day. Now, Andy Green, the manager, just kind of shuffled the spring training uh, pitching uh, um, rotations and starting assignments. So now it's looking he might not be the opening day starter, but it was looking like that for a while. Um, but he is a great pitcher. The other great thing about him that makes him fun to follow is that when you know he starts he 's a starting pitcher, so he starts every fifth day on his day that he starts. he shows up at the ballpark, dressed to the nines he 's wearing a suit and he also wears a suit with a cowboy hat and cowboy boots, which is kind of fun but You know, maybe some people can interpret that, that he's trying to be uh, showy to the outside world, but that's not really what he's doing. What he's doing is he is telling himself, today is my day. I'm the starting pitcher today. I am focused on myself. I am focused to do business. I'm here to execute. I know that I have skills. I know I am a very good pitcher, and I'm not going to let any of this self-doubt BS creep into my head. Not today. Today is too important. Today, I'm going to go on that mound and I'm going to dominate. And he wears his cowboy boots and his cowboy hat because that's who he is. He's comfortable in his own skin. He's, he's showcasing to himself that he is worthy. He is real and his personality is all part of it. So, again, he's special. And I think he's an interesting character to watch this year. I mean, he was minor league pitcher of the year for all of baseball last year. So he's got a great future. Um, he's a special guy. Uh, so I'm really rooting for him. But um, I, think, I think he can serve as a great example about believing in himself. Because, again, for him, it's all about him. Okay, He's not worried about comparing himself to the outside world. He's not trying to show that he's better than people. He's not trying to, you know, weaken his position. He's trying to focus on himself. How can he be better? You know, again, we're talking about social media quotes. I I also posted another one recently. It was a John Wooden quote, and it's a great one. He said, the greatest competition I have is with myself on how to get better every day. And that's exactly what he's doing. And And if we can find that sweet spot, then we're in that position of really believing in ourselves. But here, here's another angle. Um, you know, I went to um, college at the um, University of California at San Diego. Um, you know, I live in Poway and UCSD is just down the road. Great school. And I had the best experience. My degree, um, mathematics, computer science, um, graduated there in 87, and while I was there, I, I met so many amazing people um, that many of which are still great friends of mine today. And I, I I met all of them or most of them through my fraternity. So I was in uh, uh, Ta Kappa Epsilon, which for other campuses, they know them as TKE or TEKS. Um, great guys that I've met again, guys that I'm still in touch with uh, a number of them very closely in touch with that are that are great friends. And as part of going through the process of being in a fraternity, we learn a lot about the history of the fraternity, the values of the fraternity. And the the three core values that they talked about are love, charity, and esteem. Um, And, you know, I joined the fraternity as a 17-year-old, and, you know, I knew this much um, going into college. And, you know, esteem, let's be frank, esteem was not one of my regular vocabulary words. It's really more of an SAT word. Um, and I, you know, I sort of understood it, you know, yeah, respect, you know, respect for others. But as you dig more into esteem, there's really this notion of self-esteem and this is where things get really big. And, you know, we talk about believing in yourself, self-esteem is a key part of this. But even when I was introduced to the concept of self-esteem, I'm like, what does that mean? Like self-respect? Yeah. Okay. But just sounded kind of, you know, kind of intangible, you know, not something I could really get my arms around. I I didn't get it. And I didn't get it when I was in my 20s. I sort of got it in my 30s, but I really got it when I was in my 40s. I really began to understand what self-esteem is about. And, you know, I mean, ultimately it's about confidence, right? It's about self-confidence. It's about believing in yourself. And it means that you have the ability to succeed. You know that you have that ability. You know you can be successful because you've already proven it, and you know that you know that you you are better than you think you are. Not falsely, but in reality, you know that you're good. Um, and and really, you know, we go through life, and life, to a great degree, is all about challenges. And you can't overcome challenges if you don't have confidence in yourself, if you don't have self-esteem. I mean, part of the reason I'm, I said this earlier, part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is to create a challenge for myself. Um, I'm doing this, you know, I'm standing again in front of a camera with a microphone talking to the whole world on all the I, you know iTunes and Stitcher and YouTube. And people might ask, they ask me, why are you doing this? And the reason is, is I want to challenge myself. I want to challenge myself that not only can I do this, not only can I overcome any self-doubt, any internal fear, but I can do this and actually, potentially, hopefully, offer benefit to people that are listening or watching. But, but really, I'm trying to benefit myself. Um, because if I can overcome my own challenges... Then I build my own self confidence, and that makes me better. Um, so this podcast, to a great degree, is about that, and and actually this whole topic is about that. It's about believing in yourself. So in a, it really, you know, here is another angle: is is it means you're worthy. You are worthy, okay. And I, I feel like I'm quoting, you know, from uh, Wayne's World: <laughs> "We're not worthy, no, but you are worthy." And I went through periods of my life as a youngster where I didn't feel worthy, you know, and uh, and to a great degree, it was because I was comparing myself to others. You know, I was comparing myself to people that were in families that had a lot more wealth, uh, people um, who had more skills, people that had, you know, more supposedly had more interesting lives, uh, people that I perceived to be better. I was always comparing myself to those those individuals, and I developed this sense of lack of worth and it tore me down and it made me I really look back on it I, I could look back at my history. I can see how certain things on, I did in my life were reactions to not feeling worthy, but not positive reactions they were They were um, not well thought out constructive. Um, Behaviors that I know would be consistent with understanding myself and looking for ways to build self confidence. In fact, they were literally reactions. Um, And in the end, I didn't really understand myself. I didn't understand what was really happening inside Mm -hmm. of me. And this is another angle, you know, you, you hear a lot of um, famous people, and, and they—they make—they, you, know, you hear quotes on just about everything. But many people have said the greatest challenge in your life is to understand yourself. That is the biggest mountain to climb. And for me, I'm 54. I'm still climbing. Um, I think I've made big strides in the last 10, 15 years, uh, but I still have a long way to go. And this podcast that I'm doing is all part of that process. Um, it's helpful to me, and I think potentially it's helpful for you. Um, you know, you know, I, I have two children, Shannon and Trevor, and they're the loves of my life, and, you know, they all participated in youth sports, and, you know, softball, baseball, basketball, track, cross country, soccer, I mean, you name it. And, you ever notice that they still are giving out participation trophies, participation ribbons? And I, at first, I used to think, "Yeah, yeah, it's good." You know, pat the kids on the back, make them feel special. But in a lot of ways, that can almost be undermining, uh, because really, self-esteem has to come from within. Self-esteem has to come from a place where you know that you can achieve because you just did it. When you've had that moment where you have had success and you can acknowledge your success, pat yourself on the back for that success, that is what builds up self-esteem. That's believing in yourself because you're living in the reality of knowing what you can accomplish because you just did it. Um, on the other hand, you know if if you're getting these positive boosters from people for really no reason other than just simply showing up. That doesn't build your self-esteem. In fact, that can maybe even do damage. It could create a false sense of, um, a false sense of who you are and what you're about. And I know they're done with the best of intentions. Of course, they were done with great intentions, but at, at an interesting level, it can be undermining. people have commented about this where the millennial generation you know again i 'm going to generalize based on what i 've read in other places, where people have commented the millennial generation shows up at the workplace feeling entitled, and when in fact they haven 't earned anything, and some people think it 's because of this it 's because of being always told um, that they are good, but you can't expect that from outside people. You have to believe it in yourself. Now, outside people can play a role. Outside people can believe in them and give them an opportunity where they're going to ultimately believe in themselves. I mean, there, there are some great examples of this with coaches. So, um, like Brian Dutcher is the head coach of the San Diego State men's basketball team. And, and by the way, kudos to, to Brian Dutcher, uh, made the finals in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, wish you would have gotten to the big dance, but you guys had a great year. Um, one of the things that he does with his players is that he knows who the good play- the players are that are good shooters because he sees it in practice. He sees it in games. And when they go through a cold streak, what does he tell them? Does he bench them? When they're 0 for 6 from the field, does he put them on the bench and tell them, yeah, you're done for the game. We're putting someone else new. No, what he does is he says, shoot more. You can do it. I've seen you do it. Believe in yourself. I believe in you. Um, now, that to me, that's magical. Because when he has done that, what happens is, is that player feels better about themselves. They have confidence. They go out and sink the next basket. And then suddenly they hit four baskets in a row. And everything changes. Okay, But this is a case of a coach that is believing in the kid because he knows the kid can do it. He's not giving them this sort of false sense of, um, having skills that are unrealistic. He's just basically saying, you have those skills now just go do it. I, I trust you to go do it. Um, here's another great story. And, um, last week I was out with, with some friends and, um, we were in, you know, again, San Diego State basketball was on TV and I was out with uh, a friend of mine, Larry Schuler and um, over at OG's in, in Carmel Mountain. And we were reminiscing about the days of Little League. And his son, Lance, was on uh, a team that I had coached over at Poway National. And this is back in 2010. And um, uh, we were the minor A Phillies. And this is the first time that I had actually managed a little league team. I I'd managed girls softball, but never boys little league. And uh, I drafted Lance. Now, with the fullest respect to Lance, and I love the kid, he wasn't one of my top draft dra- top draft picks. Um, he was he had uh, I I drafted him. You know, on the latter half of my uh, draft board. Uh, I later learned that he had been out of baseball for like three or four years. Um, You know, he only started wanting to get back into it because he was watching his younger brother play and he realized he missed it. So he decided to get back into the sport. And and Lance, again, a great kid, but just not the most skilled athlete out there. And so, you know, when a player like that shows up on a roster, some coaches will just, you know, bury them in left field. And let him play three innings a game and, you know, minimal playing time, one at bat, and meet the minimum requirements. I didn't do that. And so what I did is I rotated all of my players equally um, because I wanted them all to get those that exposure. And Lance played a pivotal role for us. We put him at third base and he made plays. Um, dude was like, you know, getting those ground balls and firing the ball from third to first. And getting guys out. And let me tell you, in minor A baseball with, you know, mostly nine and ten year olds, that is an amazing feat (laughs) because fielding a ball and throwing all the way across the diamond is 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 special um, at that age. And he was nailing it Um, and to the point where he was surprising not only his teammates, not only the other team, he was surprising his family and he was surprising himself And it it got to the point where he was believing in himself and he executed. And you know what? Our team won the championship that year and Lance played a huge role in that um, because we believed in him and ultimately he believed in himself. Um, So because we knew he had the skills in him, we saw it in practice. We saw it when he was comfortable in his own skin, when he wasn't trying too hard He was able to execute. So we put him in that spot. Now that doesn't mean that's not the same thing as giving everyone participation trophies for showing up. What it is, is saying, I know you, I understand you, you have worth, you have value. Now go do it. So coaches, teachers, adults can be very powerful in helping people help themselves, helping people believe in themselves. Um, so, uh, but yeah, in the end, really, self-esteem comes from within. It comes from you. Other people can help you get there, but other people can't make you feel better about yourself. You, in the end, have to be able to do that yourself. So self-esteem is comes from within. Um, but you can't get there if you're living in the false reality. You can't get there if you believe you're worse than you are or you falsely believe you're better than you are. Because then you're not really in that sweet spot. So, you know, in the end, you know, again, I talk about this podcast is about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And this notion of believing in yourself is all part about living life and flourishing in life. But really, if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't have self-esteem, you can never achieve happiness. Because really, where does happiness come from? In a lot of cases, it comes from having accomplishments, having success that's consistent with your own values, that's where, to a great degree, happiness comes from. I mean, happiness comes from a lot of places. But if you're not self-confident, if you don't believe in yourself, if you're living a lie, it's really hard to be happy. In fact, it'll make you very unhappy. So having that self-esteem is crucial to getting to a point of believing in yourself and getting to a point of really achieving happiness. Um, but where else does self-esteem come from? It doesn't just come uh, from sports. I mean, where do we spend the majority of our time? I mean, uh, other than asleep, hopefully. Um, we spend the majority of our time doing our work, you know, doing, w- working in our career, the jobs that we have. And, you know, we're, we're working to accomplish things there. And I hope in your job, in your career, you're accomplishing great things. You know, Hopefully you're building things you're, or you're building processes, building systems, f- figuring out ways to improve, not just as an employee, but help your organization and your company improve. Because when you have those achievements in, at work, those are great opportunities to feel good about yourself, to have those self-esteem boosting moments, and to really understand how good you really are. But by the same token... The opposite is true, too. If you're in a job that you hate, a job that you just hate showing up every day for work, and believe me, I've had those jobs in the past, you've got to get out. You've got to figure out a way to get out of it as fast as possible, even if it means quitting and then figuring out how to find a job afterwards. Because if you're in a position where you're in a job that you hate, it's just going to continue to tear yourself apart. Um, And it's going to destroy your self-esteem, destroy that belief in yourself. Um, So, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, they don't really see their career from that perspective. And for me, I didn't see it from that perspective either. I mean, from when I first started my career, you know, I went into sales in the computer industry and I thought, okay, this sounds like a great opportunity, and I, you know, I enjoy technology, and I enjoy working with people. Um, you know, this f- seems right. But I wasn't looking at it from the perspective of, is this going to give me the greatest happiness? Is this going to give me the greatest self-esteem? Um, I only began realizing that later in life. When I got into my 30s, I said to myself, I want to own my own business. I didn't know what it was going to be at the time, but I knew I wanted to own my own business because I think I wanted to have a certain level of, of achievement of success. I could be able to say I did that. Um, and I eventually got to that point and I started my own company in my late thirties. Um, and you know, I've been running my own business since then, and it's, (laughs) I've having my ups and my downs, I'll tell you what, but overall, overall, it's been fantastic and helping me feel good about what I do, helping me feel good about myself, helping me believe in myself, because I have overcome incredible challenges um, operating my business, particularly through the Great Recession, um, which I commented about in in the previous podcast about journaling. So um, your work is so important to to helping you have that belief in yourself. So again, if you're in doing a job that sucks, if you're, if you're doing a job just for a paycheck, you got to get out. You know, there's another really great podcast about this if you're interested. you know who Scott Kaplan is? Um, Scott is uh, one of the uh, drive time guys on the Mighty 1090. He's a sports talk guy. Um, he lives in, um, you know, I think it's Solana Beach. Uh, great guy. Um, and he has his own, you know, he's got the Scott and BR show, which is on the 1090 radio station, but he also has his Scott Kaplan solo podcast. Check out the interview that he did with Aztecs basketball coach, Steve Fisher. Unbelievable. Steve Fisher in that podcast, his father gave him the advice as a young man. He says, never, ever take a job just for the paycheck. Always pursue a job that you love. Do something that you want to do, um, because in the end, that's going to make you a better man. And Steve Fisher is one of the best men on this planet. Steve Fisher is an angel from heaven. This guy is very special. Um, I encourage you to check out that podcast with Scott Kaplan. I thought it was fantastic. Um, So here's another quote that I stumbled across, and this is... This was shared on Facebook by a friend of mine, a fraternity brother of mine, a guy that I've, co- I've worked with as a coworker, um, and his name is Sean Courtney. Um, Sean, by the way, is um, the owner of Community Mortgage, um, and he is, you know if you need a loan for a home, he's the great guy to go to. He's one of the most ethical, honest people you'll ever meet um, and really provides great value for his customers. So um, Sean put this out um, on the internet just yesterday. And it's a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And it says, do the thing you fear. And the death of fear is certain. And this is a good one because if you're in that position of fear, if you're in that position of, um, self doubt of not believing in yourself, the way to overcome it is to tackle it str- head on. And again, this is what I'm doing in this podcast, you know, so uh, I'm tackling it head on. Um, If you have fear of something, don't be shy. Go for it. Go right into the head of the wind and attack it. And the minute you do, you'll realize that your fear is a lot less. Now, this is something personally I need to get over. Um, I have a fear of heights. Uh, Back in 2002, I think, I fell off my roof putting Christmas tree lights on my house. Um, I literally almost died. Uh, I was in the hospital for a week. I was out of work for three months. I broke bones like around my eye socket. I broke my wrist. I broke my, um, my scaphoid I, with that bone in the back of your shoulder. I was a mess. I landed on a concrete driveway. Um, I'm lucky to be here. Since then, I've had a real kind of creepy feeling around heights and it's gotten the best of me in a lot of cases. Um, there was one time we went um, uh, zip lining and I just couldn't do it. Um, I, this is something I need to attack. I need to, I need to go right into the head of the wind and attack my fear heights. And it's something that I'm hoping to do. I haven't gotten there yet, but um, it's one of my challenges. Uh, but Sean, thanks for sharing that. That Ralph Waldo Emerson quote is a good one uh, because a lot of times when you have that fear, you're really living in a false reality. You're really living in a spot that doesn't conform with what's really happening today, what's really real. And so if you have a fear, um, then go for it and the death of fear is certain. Um, here's another interesting angle on this. Um, again, I'm, I'm like 54 years old and I, the music that I loved, you know, they talk about what music is most important to you. And a lot of times it's the music when you were a senior in high school. And, uh, for me, I'm a huge fan of the band Rush and Led Zeppelin and, you know, all those like classic rock, you know, classic heavy metal bands are just some of my great loves. But, you know, as far as pop music, I kind of listen a little bit here and there, but there was a song that came out, and now granted, it wasn't very recent, it's probably about 15 years ago, but it was a song from Christina Aguilera, and it's called You Are Beautiful. And it's a beautiful song. Um, this is a song about believing in yourself. You know, you are beautiful no matter what they say, words can't bring you down. I mean, it's about, you know, a person that's living, is depressed that doesn't feel that they're good enough but someone is telling them no you are worthy you are good and they're helping that person believe in themselves because that person recognizes that they that they are good that they are beautiful and they're urging them join us in reality join us where the facts are the facts and the fact is is that you are beautiful and it, I mean, it, musically, it's very powerful, but the lyrics, oh, my God. I mean, I, I just think it's a fantastic song. So if, if you got, you know, iTunes going, pull up that song. Go to the YouTube video, and it's beautiful. Uh, so Christina Aguilera, that's a great one. Um, so in the end, um, you're, you're better than you think. Believe in yourself. You know, just like Captain James T. Kirk said, you either believe in yourself or you don't. So believe in yourself. And if you do, your life is going to be better and your opportunity to achieve happiness is going to be all the more increased. So um, what else do I want to share? I said, you know, this podcast, I'm sort of putting myself out there. Um, Maybe you have some comments on this topic about believing in yourself and about self-esteem, Maybe you have other comments about topics um, that relate to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I encourage the dialogue. Now, how can you do that? You can get on social media and share your thoughts there. Um, Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. um, Or if you'd like to be a guest here on the John Riley Project, we'd love to have you. Uh, come down, have a sit-down conversation. I think it'd be a lot of fun. So that invitation is open. If you're interested, contact me through social media or go to my website at johnreillyproject.com. There you can fill out a form and let me know because uh, I'm always interested in having guests here. And I've got a couple more guests booked. I'll tell you, booking guests is hard. I, I get guests booked and then last minute things happen. And so I end up doing a little more solo podcast that i like, but I really enjoy the guest interviews because that's when I really learn And hopefully you get to learn along with me when we kind of glean knowledge from these other people that are very interesting and bring a lot to the table. So um, that invitation for guests is always out there. Um, So if you like what's what's happening here with the John Riley Project, you want to help out, what are the things you can do? Well, number one, you can watch or listen to every one of these episodes. This is episode 38. Can you believe it? Um, What else can you do? You can like us um, or follow us on social media. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a subscribe button down below. Click on that and subscribe. That's helpful. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, leave a review, leave a five star rating. That really helps. It helps move us up the rankings in, in iTunes and it'll help expand our audience. That's a great way you can help. Um, if you're a business and you'd like to be a sponsor on the John Riley Project, Come on, on. Uh, we'd love to have you not only as a guest, but we'll, we'll run ads for you. So go to the johnreillyproject.com website and there's a sponsorship link where um, we share some of the things we can do for you, including on-site podcasts you know, you know, at your place of business. There's a lot of fun things we can do. And then um, you know, if you want to be a, a, a contributor, a donor, um, we have a Patreon page where you can go to the website johnreillyproject.com and there's a donate button. So we love your support there. That just helps us produce more content. Um, and, um, what else I, I, here's another quote. I, this is the quote that I had originally selected as my closing quote. And it's actually very similar to the, um, the Emerson quote that Sean Courtney had shared earlier, but this one is from Vincent van Gogh. And, um, you know, Vincent van Gogh is the, the painter from, you know, I think it was like in the 1800s. Maybe he might've passed in the early 1900s, but he's the guy, I think that, that he had his ear cut off, <laughs> um, but a great painter. And he said, if you hear a voice within you say you cannot paint, then by all means paint and that voice will be silenced. Ah, that's fantastic. So believe in yourself, go out there and paint, go out there and address your fears. You're better than you think you are, but find that sweet spot, you know, where you're living in reality. You understand your skills, you understand your experiences, you're comfortable in your own skin and you can go out and execute with confidence. And as you achieve more success, your self-esteem will grow. Your belief in yourself will grow. But you have to escape those dark places, places of self-doubt, jobs that stink. You got to get out of that and get into that sweet spot. So I hope this um, uh, this episode of the John Riley Project is helpful for you. This is episode number thirty-eight. Thank you for listening, thank you for watching, and we'll be back with more. Adios, friends. Bye-bye.